All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast with another episode of Bro Science. As always, I'm joined with my brother, uh, my co-host, Craig. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Trav. Absolute pleasure. Now, part of the, the reason for the Bro Science spinoffs is I get to chat to people. I try to chat to people that I'm really interested in. And uh, Jono usually looks after all the marketing side of things. And it's always about, you know, growing your business or social media marketing. And I just go in and dive into topics that I love and, and try to get guests that I've just followed for a long time or been around for a long time. And today is no different. Uh, super special because First time we're going to have uh, two sets of brothers talking to two sets of brothers. Not only that, they've come from the other side of the world as well, over in Canada. Um, real great pleasure to have them both here. I've got Brendan and Cam from the Goal Guys YouTube channel. Uh, if you're anything like me, you, you'd see these guys all up and down your feed doing a whole heap of cool challenges, whether it be fitness, whether it be you know any, anything fitness related. It could be strength, it could be long distance running. It could be skills. I've seen juggling on there. I've seen uh, shooting basketballs on there. I've seen jumping. I've seen sprinting. I've seen skipping. I've seen all sorts of other cool mental stuff like giving up your phone and breath work and cold plunges and a whole range of different things that these guys do that that is all up the alley of the fitness field. So I'm really excited to chat to them both today. Uh, that's probably the intro I've got, guys. Brendan Camp, thank you so much for joining me or joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for the intro, though. That made me feel very special. Well, yeah, I lots mean... Of, uh, lots of deep cut references there, so I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, well, I've I've been watching your stuff for a while, and the, the, the you know we were, we were booked a chat last week, but that's fine, but it gave me an extra week to dive in a bit deeper into a bunch of the stuff. So I've, I've actually gone to like right back into the back, back catalogue of the channel, and it's really interesting. It's really funny to see and how people evolve in, in everything that they're doing as well. Uh, so the first thing I want to just chat about, you know, either of you can answer the question or you can both answer the question. I think, well, Cam, you appeared to start the channel first and then Brendan sort of came on a little bit later. Um, how did it, how did it start? What was, what was it about? Yeah, I started it back. I started doing YouTube at the end of 2015 and it was simply because I had grown up watching YouTube all the time. And I just graduated from university, moved to a city where I didn't know very many people. So it was just a fun hobby and a way for me to be creative. And I was watching Casey Neistat a bunch. And so I was just obsessed with his videos and figured I would, I would make some of my own. Um, and so I was doing that on my own for a little bit and got like a tiny, tiny following and uh, just really fell in love with making videos. And then I think it was at that point that Brennan was like, hey, let me try. And then course Brennan made a video and it did really well and I was a little bitter but you know it's still really cool <laughs> what was that what was your first one Brendan um I think my first video was around like underhand versus overhand free throw shooting which is just based off like this yeah. uh, this podcast I listened to about like uh shooting mechanics and how much like how repeatable certain motions are um but the one that really blew up was when I like uh, had a little bit of time because I was working in the film industry I just wrapped up one show and had a big gap between when I was supposed to take on another one. 
Um, and I basically took on the Wolverine challenge, which I think was like, I tried to do as best as I could take on Hugh Jackman's like uh, diet and work that he does for the, uh, the X-Men movies at the time. And that video, I think, is still our, like, most watched video in the channel. Like, it took off for us and got, like, 100,000 views in a week, which was wild. And it's probably, I don't know if it's up to 4 million or 6 I think million. It's, I, I was going to say, like, I think I saw it. Was, I think it was up to about 6. Yeah, it kind of, we kind of, we didn't know a lot about YouTube at the time, but it kind of hit all the, like, different uh, checkpoints. Because every time since there's been a Wolverine movie or a Hugh Jackman thing, that video has gotten has cycled back into the algorithm. Uh, so it's been, yeah, it, it got us a lot of views. I was like, oh, well, maybe doing these type of like challenge videos um, is something that we could repeat and use as like a building block for the channel. There you go. So I was, uh, I think Craig was giggling at the, the basketball one as uh, I was thinking semi-pro. Have you guys watched semi-pro? You're familiar with oh, that, that movie with Will so Ferrell? Funny. That's the Will Ferrell one, right? Yeah, Tropic Thunder, and he's and he he's shoots yeah, he shoots underhand, shoots shoots underhand. That's what I was thinking when you when I've seen that one. It's a it's a classic movie. That one. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So the first one was the Wolverine Challenge. What from here? You know, how do you guys go about selecting challenges? What, what's the what's the process? Hmm. Good question. Honestly, I think I think the good thing about goal guys and what makes it so fun is that I think a lot of it's just based on what we're interested in. I think that's why you see such a range of stuff in the past of what we've done, whether it's phone or cold plunge or some sort of productivity or fitness, whatever it is. A lot of it's just something that's exciting to us at the time. Um, which I I think when you're you're trying to do something for 30 days, sometimes 60 days, sometimes even longer, you, you want to choose something that you're, you're going to enjoy because there's been a few times where you get into something two weeks in and you're like, I actually really don't like doing this and I really don't enjoy this. And then to, to execute that, finish the challenge, film it because your, your our livelihood kind of relies on it. And then to make a video out of it, it's like, Oh man, I really wish I had chosen something that I was excited about and, thought through a little bit better so yeah a lot of it comes from just genuine interest or things you want to work on yeah they all Great. make the cut are you able to uh are there, are there any ones that you've just started and just just can't continue with or what's what's the what's the well, hit rate? There, was, there was one last year that i started that I think I just kind of like I filmed a bunch for it and I just eventually moved on. And that was just trying to learn a handstand where uh, I reached okay. a point where I just stopped making progress with it um, and really would have needed to find someone who like could have like coached me in queuing stuff and things like that. But I was working on other videos at the time and it just slowly, I don't think I ever actually quit. I just like this video came out and then that challenge was done. And then I was like, oh, I haven't worked on this in who knows how long. And uh, I just haven't been like, yeah, you know, that's fine. I don't, I don't feel any sense of loss at not accomplishing that. Yeah, interesting. And uh, like handstand, I saw the backflip one. So a couple of um, difficult yeah. ones there that you guys have chosen. So, <laughs> so realistically, most of them you've been able to produce content on the back end. You like you follow through everything. Well, what we usually try to do, especially when we're, because we work with sponsors and brands and you have to kind of promise them a deadline, is stuff that can be, a, the stuff where the success can be measured as like a rate range of improvement rather than like mm -hmm. I achieved the skill or I didn't because 
with something like a handstand, you either learn it or you don't. And who knows how long that can take you. Certain people will, will, you know, have different results. Uh, but if you do something where it's like, I just want to see how much faster I get at sprinting in 60 days, even if you save a second off, that's improvement. If you shave two seconds, that's a lot of improvement. And it's really, you can, you can evaluate yourself and you can compare yourself to day one, um, regardless of setting like a skill skill that has to be achieved or you're reaching the end of a video being like, guess I didn't do it. Uh, this video is sponsored by whoever and usually everyone's kind of unhappy in that situation. (laughs) Well, so that I was going to say that probably leads into what my next question was going to be is choosing the right, choosing the right challenges, choosing the right um, metrics, because this is the fitness industry. You know, everyone comes in and, you know, it's usually I want to lose fat. I want to run faster. I want to do this. I want to do that. What can you throw out as experience when it comes to setting goals? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah. Do you want to take this one first, Cam? Or? Yeah, sure. I, I guess the question is like any tips for like trying and successfully achieving your goal? Yeah, yeah. So, so like like Brendan had sort of said there, it's like if you just are oh, my goal is a handstand, you either do it or you don't. Like yeah. looking at different looking at for different metrics for ways you should set some goals and targets for yourself. Yeah, I, I think it's going to vary, obviously, for each individual person. But I think for me specifically, one thing that's really good is some form of accountability, whether that's uh, one of the most consistent times in my life when I went to the gym was in university. And that's because I had a good buddy that I would always go with. And it was very fun. It was very social. And so I think it's finding ways where if you want to do something, making it fun and then having someone that you're accountable to. Um and conveniently, Goal Guys is one of the best sources of accountability because it, it, you're you're filming something, you're making something, and if you don't do it, then you're going to have to show that at the end of it, and that definitely puts some some pressure on it and some stakes. But and then, like I said earlier, I think a lot of it's finding stuff that you you really want to do and you're excited about, and leaning into that excitement. I think those are probably the things that I would say are the most helpful for me in sticking with something. Um, yeah. And also finding a good routine. A routine goes a long way. And you've obviously learned a lot over the, the time that you've been doing the channel about how to, how to set good goals. And I, I saw one of your videos, which was like things I wish I, uh, things I wish I knew at the start of goal setting. And that, that went into a little bit of the foundational, uh, you know, smart goal setting and understanding habit cycles and all that sort of stuff. So, no doubt this has been a, a learning opportunity for you guys as well as you've gone through and, and realizing what things work, what things don't work, where you can learn oh, from. Totally. For sure. Yeah. And, and there's so many things that you can tap into or try. And I think it, it's definitely been this, Goal Guys has been an intensive process of figuring out 
how to do things and what works for me and what works for me doesn't necessarily work for Brendan. And yeah, it's kind of that trial and error uh, process of figuring out what's, what's going to be the most successful. When it comes yeah, to, I, oh, you, you go, Brendan. Oh, sorry. I was just going to jump in off what Cam would say. Cause I think one thing that you do kind of learn is what your individual like weak points are. Um, and one thing that's just made a huge difference for me, part of since I like moved cities, um, but when I have a significant amount of work that I have to get done and I'm working more than, uh, more than what I typically would in like a 40 hour work week or something like that. Uh, the one thing I do not want to do is cook food. So whenever I'm working on a fitness goal, what would always hold me back is if I'm like approaching the end of the video and I'm trying to like catch up on all this editing, all this work, I will order food. And there's, there's not very many places that are like delivering you salads and chicken breasts and stuff that, is going to go into uh, a good, that's going to be helpful when you're working on like a body recomp or a muscle building video. So one of the biggest things I've just had to like figure out how to do is, is meal prep. So I'm never tempted to do that when those intense weeks happens. Um, and that has been such a big difference when I started doing like the body, when I did like a body recomp video last year um, and just maintaining like a certain level of like body fat and like, and keeping up with certain fitness targets because that was just a perpetual sliding point. And part of it is like, I moved to a place where I'm not within walking distance of like three cafes um, and a bunch of places where I could immediately grab food and then go right back to editing. Uh, but some of it's also just like building a habit of being like, I'm going to prep a bunch of like, I'm going to chop up and boil a bunch of potatoes. And whenever I want a snack, I'm going to throw them in a pan and skillet them with some like salt and pepper and, then I have at least something that I'm eating that isn't, you know, McDonald's mm. or a burrito or <laughs> brownies. Any of that um, good stuff. Thing, which was a big thing for me because that was where I would fail. I No problem getting up and doing the workouts and I enjoyed that stuff. But I like eating junk food. <laughs> I'm with you there on that one. That is for sure. My question was actually probably going to lean on from what you've just said there is, are there things he, that you've done that have trickled into your everyday life afterwards? So you've done something and then you're like, all of a sudden I've fallen in love with this thing and this thing is now part of my everyday life forever. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I've just, that just started through the pandemic for me um, was I just kind of slowly started racking up like home workout gear and things like that. Um, and I got some like rings and a few and a pull-up bar that I have outside my house. And I use that bar every day. And I've basically been trying to like learn various pull-up progressions, rings, muscle-ups. And that's something that I really enjoy. Like, even if I just have like 15 minutes where it's like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to work on a few kind of like body weight type of workouts, um, try and like work on explosive pull-ups, see if I can get to like a bar muscle-up and stuff like that. So that has been a pretty consistent, like, Thing that I just enjoy training with and doing um, and having having it in my backyard has been amazing. How about yourself, Cam? Yeah, for me, I think there's one video that comes to mind all the time. And I, I like the vegan video that I did years ago where I did 30 days of, uh, I guess, a vegan diet, if you want to call it that. Um, and I, did, I was vegan after that for three years. I recently kind of fell off as I moved in with my now wife. And there, our diets didn't align, so that messed up. But three years, I was like, wow, that really 
Really yeah, well, oh, that was going to be one of my questions. That was one of my questions for today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, that's something that I still, I try to do as much as I can. It's still something that really shaped my eating habits and how I, how I cook, how I buy groceries, all those sorts of things. So that was one of the, the biggest changes that I, and that was something I did not see coming at all. Um, but I, I think you, you take little things from all of them. I think some of our videos tend to be pretty intensive, so it's hard to carry over all of it. But I think, like I was saying earlier, you pull little bits and pieces and you see what works. Um, so I, I continue to do mindfulness practices and some breathing stuff in not necessarily the most consistent of ways, but I would say semi-regularly. So little things like that. I should really do a cell phone video again because my my usage has gotten pretty pretty extreme. So <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they were the ones that I was curious about because I I'm look I'm probably like everybody. Procrastination is like right up there on my on my high level of, of skills that I've got. <laughs> and you know, watching your videos on like setting a timer on your phone and using the timer is like look just do it for 10 minutes or come back to it in 10 minutes time or little things like that, that I, I just, I'm trying to apply some of those things myself, but it's just like, you know, for me, the easiest thing, like we're outliers in, in the fitness field of like, you know, everyone's like, I don't want to go to the gym, but you know, like blah, 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 you know, like, and everyone just says, just go set foot in. If you don't do anything, leave afterwards, you know, just at least you've gone and, and set foot in there. As an outlier in the fitness field, even if I don't want to go there, I'm just like, ah, I know it's good for me, I'm going, you know? But then there's all the other stuff that's, you know, responding to the emails or, you know, editing a video ourselves or whatever it might be. It's just like, oh, that that goes on that procrastination list. And, you know, just trying to use that same approach of just sit for 10 minutes and just get what you get done and see what happens. Dude, the phone thing is huge. Like, I know Brendan made that video and Brendan kind of introduced that subject on our channel, but that phone thing is so true. And I think that principle of just getting started with something, it's like you don't want to do it. And because I'm such a procrastinator, it's crazy. I can procrastinate with the best of them, dude. So, it, like, setting a phone timer and just being like, it's 10 minutes. Anyone can do 10 minutes of something. That's easy. And then, like, as soon as you get the ball rolling with something, it's so much easier to keep going because you get a little bit of a rhythm and then you, yeah, that phone thing has been huge for me too. It's been really, really huge. And I think going back to one of the earlier questions too, with setting and achieving goals, like I think just getting started and like putting yourself, putting yourself in a position to start is that, that goes a long way. A lot of it's that self-discipline, right? It's, it's training up that ability to, uh, to, to kick things off and, and try and reduce those barriers that are standing in your way. I guess one of the interesting things with, uh, with the videos that you've done, really saying that you've, you've had to uh, put yourself out there and commit to something from the start. You know, you've got sponsors on the line. You've got these sort of things. You've got that element of, I guess, public shame because you're putting it up for everyone to see. So you're sort of, you're sort of, uh, you're sort of guilting yourself into, into completing so that yeah. that sense of that uh, that self discipline does has that overflown into your the rest of your life? Like if you're able to, uh, you know, target something and do it for thirty days, and, and it may be something that you've had very little or no experience on, and that you may not have uh, any any foundational level to start from, and you're still gonna you're still gonna push it. Is is that sort of drive and self discipline? Do you do you find that overlays into other parts of your life, like? Or, or is it very much uh, you switch on, you do your 30 days and then you fall back into the, the common man problems that we all seem to have? 
a good question. That's a great question. Um, I think, and this may go into some, this may fall loop back to like some of the stuff that we've learned through the process of things. Um, but I've realized, like, I think I've built up a certain amount of self-discipline as part of making videos for this channel that I can carry over for the most part. And one thing I think I've just had to learn as part of doing the channel and like trying to stay on top of certain goals um, is recognizing when I'm pushing myself past my limit, either mentally or physically, when you're just like, I'm trying to do too much. And that's when I really start to see, like, I really want to procrastinate. I don't want to do these things. And that's when I've started to like, I started to get better at like recognizing that and being like, I need to really like make sure I don't do a lot this weekend. I need to take the weekend to like recoup and recover um, and take some, take some downtime. Um, and usually when if I give myself that, I'm re if I'm able to like recognize that and give myself some recharge time, mm -hmm. I'm able to stick with those kind of disciplines uh, as they go forward. But yeah, I think a lot of that's just been recognizing my limits. And then if I'm recovered and recharged, I'm like, great, let's do it. I can, this is what I got to get done today. Bang, 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 bang. And once that starts to fade, it's like, okay, I need to rest again. If that, I hope that makes sense. It is yeah. similar to what you asked. Yeah, well, I think the way I, I look at that is in the fitness field, what happens for a lot of people is, Craig mentioned, you know, like the public shaming of the videos, but sometimes that happens with like a client where they skip the gym one day and then it's like, oh, I don't want to go see the trainer because I skipped the gym that day. Or I cheated on my diet for lunch. Well, the diet's blown, so I might as well cheat for dinner. Well, I cheated for dinner, so I might as well cheat tomorrow. Like the ability to, to get back on the horse and continue along with things is really important. And like you said, it's sort of like a bit of self-love there. It's like, hey, I'm able to recognize when I need a bit of time out, go give yourself that break and then restart and, and get back into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it applies to almost anything. Sorry, go ahead, Cam. Oh, I was going to say, I think so much of it for me is less looking at it as me developing self-discipline because even after all these challenges i still feel like i have terrible self-discipline <laughs> but i think i know how to at least strategize to get me in the position to do the things that i need to do whether that's building out a very rigid morning schedule where it's like i'm going to the gym i'm gonna have this meal and i'm gonna start my work at this time if i do those things i'm gonna have a successful day um so i, I think so much of it is yeah avoiding pitfalls and and recognizing that yeah there's going to be slip-ups and there's going to be some some failures and some good days and some bad days but i think finding the ways to to get that foot in the door to start heading in the direction that you want to head yeah there's many issues with with injuries and things like that so noting that one of the one of the big troubles with uh with taking on something you know zero to uh zero to 100 in, in one go is you know chance of running the the risk of uh, of injuries and, and recovery issues have either of you had uh any issues with with any of the i guess the more physical challenges getting started and and being set back by uh by issues with not getting enough recovery or or developing injuries it's definitely happened yeah um yeah, i feel like that's most recently happened to you right Cam? i think like the marathon's probably my most recent yeah i think that, that was that was one where i was progressively increasing the distances that i was running trying to do a marathon in a very limited amount of time and i ended up having a calf strain which sidelined me for i think it was six to eight weeks almost before i could start training again and so 
you, you, you have an experience like that, which derails your entire schedule for content and there's nothing you can really do. Um, and so, yeah, it really forces you to take a look at the next one and be very cautious and very strategic about taking an approach that's going to be sustainable. Well, I was going to say, I was, uh, the backflip one was the one that came to my mind when, you know, yep. but I have to say, like, this is going to be one thing that I was going to, um, trying to figure out how to say this in a, in the most polite manner as possible. What I love about what you guys do is you do these challenges that it's not, it doesn't seem like you've grown up doing gymnastics or anything like that. Right. So for someone who, I don't know how old you were when you were trying to learn a backflip, someone who's, you know, over 20 years old, I would say, who's trying to learn a backflip. We actually grew up doing gymnastics, right? And for someone who, who would grow up and, and be, 25 or whatever you might have been who then wants to learn to do a back somersault probably a pretty crazy goal like that's that's like a pretty really challenging thing it's and it's like that going back and over your head is such a unnatural thing for everybody and it's so scary and even when i even when we did gymnastics all the time it was scary for me every time and that's when you're a kid and you don't have fear right and what i love is that you do these things that are really out of your comfort zone Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. For sure. The backflip one, man, the backflip is the video that I always look back on because I was so excited to learn it. You did so well. Thank you. That is very (laughs) nice of you to say. I was so excited about it, man. I was so excited. And it's just, it's, it's so hard. It was so mentally taxing doing that because at the time we were still a, a pretty small channel and we didn't really have the experience of reaching out to coaches and things like that. So I was doing a lot of it just from watching YouTube videos and going to a gym and like throwing myself backwards. Um, and so, yeah, getting over that that mental hurdle of going backwards was just so tough. Like I can't, I can't explain. And then when it you get hurt doing it, it's it's so hard to get back up and do it again. But oh, people people still comment about that one, and they're like, when is, when are we doing the backflip video again? But I think yeah, I mean, you did so well. Time. You did so well. Like I. Watching some of those videos where you had like the mattress in the in the living room or whatever it was, and you're trying to do like the the handspring like back over your yeah, hand yeah. and stuff like that, I'm like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it was so good. It was so very very good. It was it was it was excellent to watch. And it just like I said, that of a skill, it's such a challenging skill. And it just yeah, the fact that you the way you did it, and it was obviously before you got. Uh, like you said, now I think you work with a lot of coaches and stuff, doing your stuff, which has also been an interesting development. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, it's really interesting to see. How far the coaches have find... definitely helped. Oh, yep. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say the coaches definitely help with like when you when you tell them their goal being like you should train for these many days a week and give yourself this much recovery time. If not, you'll get injured. Like you need to do this much foam rolling and stretching 
before and after your workouts. Otherwise, you will you will wear down and get injured. Um, that is yeah. that has really helped for us to like sustain the production that we're doing. When it's like I'm gonna try something new for sixty days here. I'm gonna try something new for a hundred days over here. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and I guess it, it sort of falls in as as the channels developed. Um, you've probably had to do a bit more forward planning than you would have had in in the early days with trying to you know link up with specific coaches, make a specific plan. Uh, is there a situation where you, you you know you're leading up to to something quite challenging, where you've got a bit of a timeline? And I guess it's a bit of a question of you know what your baseline's going to be. Do you just have a bit of a blowout and 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 you know for the physical activity, let your fitness get get rough like is there is there a little bit of a, a creep of where you where your starting line is when you know these things are coming coming through because i guess one of the issues is if you become super super fit and super good all of a sudden it's going to be hard to make those incremental improvements right like, so <laughs> is that a risk is there a risk of becoming too good at things <laughs> oh that's interesting um <laughs> I, I don't think, I think the creep happens naturally. Whenever you take your foot off the gas, even just a little bit, like uh, the video I'm working on right now is just like, I'm working with the trainer and it's basically just like adding uh, daily, like kind of like low intensity push-ups, pull-ups and abs work every day in the morning, in addition to like the regular workouts I'm doing. Um, and a lot of it was just like, oh, I, you know, we just got off of like Christmas and like visiting family for the holidays. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to burn like probably five pounds um, doing this goal. Um, and that'll get me close to where I was when before the holiday started. Um, but ideally, we're trying, we're really for our own sake, I think, trying to like be much better at like doing a video, um, keeping some of the progress and then trying to build off of it to the next thing. Um well, I know for because, you specifically, I've seen that in, in some of your videos where you've done a bunch of those recomp videos. And one of your videos was like, you know, how I've sort of kept my body in good nick afterwards, you know, and not slid back as much. So that that's a really interesting statement. Yeah, you definitely try and like, you try and do better year after year and get to and see, uh, well, I try and look at like where I'm, where, where I'll slide back to after because once I'm, once you're doing like the end of these kind of like really intensive, like diet and training regimens, it's like, okay, well, there's always going to be a little bit of slide. Um, but trying to manage how much is really been a big thing that I've been trying to work on. One, one thing I heard recently on a podcast, it might've been on uh, American Glutton. So I don't know if you're familiar with American Glutton, Ethan Suplee, um, remember the Titans, lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He's an awesome actor. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good podcast for you if you want to listen to. One of the things that I, I think it was on that, they spoke about, which is essentially what you just said there, is that apparently people who put on weight, they it's not that they put on weight like, you know, generally month on month. They typically put on weight, like especially US-based, and you guys have it as well, Thanksgiving over to Christmas, over to New Year's. So everyone puts on this weight at this like, you know, 12-week period of time, and that's the weight that they put on. And they sort of maintain the rest of the year and then they put on the weight again in that same period of time. So, so what you're saying coming out of Christmas and the holidays, it's like, I've got this five pounds to lose. I've got this extra weight to lose. It's, it's apparently it's, it's what, what happens with a lot of people is that they put on weight at this one particular time of year. And then that's the, but it just happens year on year at that same time and they don't lose it. And that's how they accumulate, um, putting on a bit of extra weight, I suppose, over the long run, which is interesting. One thing I want no, to chat so about sense. as well is, 
one thing that we've spoken about before on podcasts, on episodes with Craig, is the challenge of doing new things, the challenge of resilience. Because we speak about it like I think a lot of people will typically shy away from doing something they know is going to be difficult. They shy away from doing something they know is going to be challenging. And like Cam with the backflip and, and Brendan, the one that sticks out for me is the, the swimming one that you did. Like uh, oh, you, know, yeah. you tried to, you know, <laughs> what can you, what can you talk to people about the value of stepping outside your comfort zone and, and trying something new that is challenging? Like I said, I suppose, I suppose the benefit is you've got to want to do it is, is this the first thing, but I think that something that is a really important message for a lot of people is you've got to continually learn and grow. And it doesn't need to be just physical things. It could be anything. It could be a mental thing. It, could be a, it doesn't matter. But I think the importance of, of trying and failing is a really important message for people, uh, mentally speaking. What, what can you tell us about your resilience from maybe getting bad news in your everyday life or whatever? Have you learned to deal with stuff like that differently by going through all of these different challenges? Mm, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I think kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, I think that the idea of stretching yourself and doing things that are out of your comfort zone or unfamiliar is uh, a way of learning. And I think as you get older, there's less and less things that are new, less and less things that you're learning actively. And what, yeah, like you said, one of the best things you can do uh, for your brain and for your health is to continue to learn. And I think just taking on challenges and exploring new subjects is such a great avenue for us to, to learn not only new skills and new activities, but also to learn more about ourselves. Um, and I think there have been moments in the videos where I've looked back on something that I've done. And I was like, wow, I, I did not know I had that in me. I did not know I could get in freezing cold water and sit there for five minutes. I, I never thought I would do that. And you, 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 you take those moments and I think you really start to develop um, a, a, an attitude of openness towards new things and towards new challenges. Um, and I, th I think building that level of confidence goes a really long way when, when things in life maybe are more challenging than you want them to be. And I think having, having experiences like running a marathon or lifting a, a personal best deadlift or whatever it is, those little things all kind of stack towards building who you are and, and the level of confidence that you have and the belief in yourself on, on what you can handle in life. Um, and so, and I don't always think that's necessarily like a conscious thing when you're going through those moments. I don't think it's something that I'm like, I did this thing. So thus I could do that. But I think you are building yourself in a lot of ways. You're building your perception of your own self. And I think the, the avenue of continually learning gives you more opportunities to, to build that and to develop that. Yeah, if I could add something onto that, because um, recently we just got to do this interview with the, with this gentleman named Mike Gervais, who is a sports psychologist. Um, I believe he's currently working for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not entirely sure, but he was, his whole thing is basically coaching athletes on to mentally prepare for big moments in games and to build like this this like 
balanced mindset so you can get ready to go compete at the Olympics or in the NBA or wherever they're going out and they're going to be in like these high stress environments. And one of the things he talks about is building and training your mind for optimism, the way you would almost build that, you would almost go to the gym to build up any muscle or group in your body. Um, it's like little activities you can do. And one of it's just like looking for uh, going out each day and looking for three good things that are going to happen, noting them and then writing about them. Um, and what's fundamental about that, if I'm trying to paraphrase his words, because we're going to use some of them in the next video in an upcoming video as well. Um, but what he talks about is what that does is it just tra trains your mind to have this sense that uh, things that you're going to be able to like, uh, you're going to get through things, you're going to be able to overcome stuff, which gives athletes the ability to stick with their training when it gets the hardest. Mm. And I remember listening to that and going through it because I've been working on some of the stuff for the next, for one of our upcoming videos. And I was like, you know, I think doing some of these challenges has given me a little bit of that where when I, it used to be, especially when I went to that Wolverine challenge, there was like such a level of stress and anxiety. That's like, I have committed to do this for the video. And what if this work just never works out for me? And it, and I just, I, I put in the work and I don't see any results. And that was this lingering fear for the early couple, probably a couple of years of the channel. Whenever I would start something, like, maybe I'm just not fit to do this. And what I've slowly learned after doing this, even though I'm like, I'm, I don't think I'm anyone special, but every time I've put work in on something, I've seen a result. doesn't mean I've become professional or become proficient at something, but I've been able to see that improvement. And I have this easiness now where I'm, when I go into work, it's like, yeah, I know if I work hard at this thing, I know even if it's not coming naturally, the work will eventually pay off and I will see a return doesn't mean it'll be the same as what someone else will see um could be more could be less but it's like i know this work will make a difference um and that has been a gradual shift from making these videos that is uh that's definitely been a positive development i think in my life have there been any really big surprises for the challenges that you've taken on that maybe you didn't didn't have that confidence early on that that you'd be able to uh, achieve a certain thing and then by the end of it or even you know down the track months you know, weeks, months, years later, you found that you've really, you've really picked something up that you didn't, didn't quite expect. Have you had any of those particular surprises when you've taken on one of these challenges? Yeah. I mean, the Wolverine video was probably the most surprising to me because I had never really targeted any kind of like, I'd worked out a lot for basketball when I was in high school, but I'd never like targeted any kind of like muscle growth or like body, uh, like any kind of like bodybuilding goals before and had just no idea how my body would respond to it and what was going to happen. And for it to both like, you know, for me to feel satisfied and like proud of like the results, but also for the video to like take off the way it did was just like, wow, did not see this coming. And it's, it's kind of been this, uh, this thing that I can kind of go back to for confidence. And I feel like over time, I've, I think I've like reached some like higher results during uh as of continued training and like working towards like some other challenges um but that was probably the first one where i was like oh wow i can like if i do this this and this i'm gonna see like real changes like that was that was a really new and really cool experience let's take a quick break hey bar and girl fans it's jim with madhouse bar talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. 
anywhere where you stream podcasts. Just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you, you really hit the nail on the head there, I think, for a lot of people. It's it's like if you put the work in, you will get results. And, and like the results that you're going to get, they may not be the same as the person next to you. They may not be the same as the elite athlete. But looking for those improvements and looking for um, that incre- incremental improvement, whether it be jumping a little bit higher, running a little bit further, swimming a little bit further, concentrating a little bit longer, whatever it might be, I think that's a really important aspect that some people lose sight on in their own journeys. You know, like I think I think a lot of people from a fitness field, so a lot of clients, they lose sight on like what that end goal is. It's like, oh my god, I only lost two kilos, like, and it's like, what? That's something to celebrate, you know. Like you've lost two kilos, let's just keep working on moving towards the next the next thing, you know. And I think I think what you've said there is a really important message that that people. I think general population can take a lot out of because it, it is it is important to know that if you put the work in genuinely, you're going to get the results and and that, and that without the self sabotage and all of that sort of stuff. And that's what I love. Again, I assume with those videos, what we find is a lot of people self sabotage their own performance. Mm-hmm. You know, have you found with any of the particular videos? I suppose. I mean, a diet one, I don't think I could, I don't know how, how hard I could diet. You know, like I watch those videos that you've done and, and I'm just like, I don't think I could do that. Like that, like, have you found any, any particular ones that you've done where, where you've felt like you've been sort of, or trying to break through those barriers of self-sabotage? I mean, it, it is really tough for me to like stick with the diet. Um, especially when you have the ability to order food to your house off an app. Uh, at any point in the day, regardless of like what mood, what mood you're in or how things have gone. Um, and that definitely happens. Um, I don't know if I process it as self-sabotage, but it is like you do reach these points where it's like you feel like sticking to something for a long period, especially when you're losing weight constantly or trying to like, you know, stay in like a, a deficit, like there are there are moments where it's like you just get really run down really exhausted and the willpower fades and you just try and like you try and fail in a way way that doesn't uh completely tear everything down if that makes sense at least that's what i do how about yourself cam yeah i i think for me i think a lot of the I guess self-sabotaging. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I feel like for me, the biggest pitfalls that I have to look out for are are like procrastination-based things, and I, I think it's it's so much of the content of not doing something, and I think it stems back to just an innate level of laziness or like contentment of procrastinating or like being on my phone or whatever and so I, I, so much of it is just getting the ball rolling yeah. and I, I find for me once that ball is rolling it's, it's so easy to be productive and active and achieve what I want to achieve but I think it's just like continually like turning that key each day to, to really start the engine and get moving because if I don't get moving then it's really easy for me to play these mental gymnastics up here and be like, you know, what's, what's skipping one day? What's, what's missing like this, 
like workout or like cheating on this meal. And like you said earlier, it's, it's those things where you slip up that it's really easy to justify doing it again. One thing I want to ask, I don't know whether you do it based on, say, YouTube algorithm or based on the goals you're particularly setting, is the timeframes. So you've done some which are the 30 days, you've done some which are seven days and 14 days and out to 100 days, I think is probably the longest one that I've seen. Yeah. Do you think there's a sweet spot? So let's, like, for you guys individually, do you go like, oh, 30 days, I can do anything for 30 days now. Or, or do you, is there sort of a sweet spot of, of like, time frame for you to do something? I, I would probably divide it into two categories. I would say anything that's like a lifestyle change type goal. Um, for example, one of the things I'm just wrapping up and will probably be out early April is I basically tried doing, tried to adopt a model that uh, I think it's taken off in like Iceland, maybe a couple places in the UK, but places that have started switching to like a four day hour work week or like a 36 hour work week. So I basically worked out with cameras. Like I'm going to do 30 days where I try and do the uh, like 36 hour four day work week um, and we'll do that for 30 days and he's just did like no sugar for 30 days those kind of things where it's like I'm going to change one aspect of my life and see how it affects other things 30 days is a great window for that when you get into something that's sports sports based or athletics based 30 days isn't always a particularly long time um, so we try to like to figure out based on like what those challenges are it's like if it's if it's sprinting it's like i'm gonna need at least 60 days so we'll do 60 body recomposition those are probably the longest ones um because you want to like you want to see it through and really get a result where you go like oh i can really show an a to b change here if that if that makes sense yourself cam any go go craig sorry i was just gonna say as as you've sort of come through things and developed and obviously gotten a bit older and maybe have different sort of responsibilities in your life? Have you found it um, more difficult to do certain certain types of challenges, whether it's started to affect the people around you or whether you're finding issues with um, with even sort of the safety of doing some of these things? Like I know I saw, I, I, I saw um, you know, a video where, where you tried the, uh, the, you know, the, the Alex Jones health supplements and some weird <laughs> wacky stuff yeah. like, and, you know, even trying, trying the microdosing or, you know, waking up at 4.30 every day, noting that that's going to disrupt partners and all that sort of stuff. Have, have you found as time's gone on that maybe, you know, noting that you started this, you know, 2015, 2016, you know, you, you're less able to do the weird and wacky stuff and you've got people sort of pushing you in the chest saying, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Or, or, or you're still able to push those boundaries. What do you, what do you sort of feel about that? I think it's a it's it's a mix for sure. I think there I think both both of us have partners that I I for me personally speaking, I will run ideas by my partner and be like, what do you think if I did this thing? And sometimes it's like, please don't do that. And other times it's like, yeah, we can make that work. Um so it's definitely finding trying to figure out a balance of what's gonna be sustainable. And I, I think that is a message that we try to, to show in our videos is I think for our videos, we're both very average dudes, which I think is part of the appeal of our channel is that if, if we can do it, these random Joe Schmoes can do it, like you can do it. Um, and so I think a lot of people take motivation from that. But I think, yeah, with that comes the fact that you want it to be sustainable. You want to be like to take these skills and these habits that, that we're doing and be able to actually like sustainably implement them into your life 
And so I, I think I've tried to steer away from stuff that I, I don't like that might be like clickable or might be like exciting for YouTube, but it's not actually something that is either beneficial or like super sustainable. Like I could, I could do a video where I, I don't know if y'all know liver King, but he like eats raw meats and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Like I could do that for a bit, but like, is that, is that really the, the sustainable like message we're trying to send? Like, eh, maybe not, but it would be clickable. <laughs> Could be interesting having been vegan for a few years to, to do the, the, the complete flip. <laughs> yeah, doctor system, eh? Yeah. Could be, could be. And yourself, Brendan, any any things there that for, for you personally that you've got you've had to? Because I know you did the, or did you both do the microdosing one? Or was it? Was uh, it? I did the microdosing. Um, I don't know if there's been anything that I've really considered that I want to do that is like particularly risky. I generally, I'm kind of, I'm relative, I'm a relatively risk averse person. I feel like. So I'm, uh, I'm usually sticking to like trying to find goals that I'm like, I genuinely like, it's kind of like a 50, 50 balance of like, I think I would really benefit if I worked on this and that would be something I would like to do. And also because it's a business, there's like, okay, what, what are the things that like really fit under like the model of what we do? And, uh, that would make sense. And sometimes, you know, and there is a little bit of a push pull with that, but it's, it's very rare that I'm like considering something that would be like, Ooh, that would be, that would be wild. And it's like, mm, maybe I, <laughs> uh, I'm good. <laughs> well, like, look, before we sort of start to sign off on today, there's one thing, one thing uh, that I want to chat about with you guys, which pre pretty similar to, to my heart here, where brothers, where brotherly competition, you've done the, these few videos where it's basketball or strength training how does that go down? Like, I feel like if it was me and him, it would be not not great brotherly competition uh, <laughs> situations. But how do you find that when you when you're doing one of those things where it's it's almost a direct competition against each other? Mm -hmm. It can definitely get a little spicy. It can <laughs> it can definitely uh, have some tense moments. I think there is a, a unifier where we're both trying to make a good video and trying to support each other in these challenges because we're in this together but yeah there's there's definitely some 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 competitive spirit there for sure <laughs> i i think most of the time we're relative like the challenges are relatively tilted because one of us is working on a goal and the other one isn't um that said um i feel like when i sprinted faster than cam did and and when he beat me at basketball, those were two that really crossed the, uh, the boundaries of what either of us are comfortable for. So I'd be like, yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'm stronger than Cam, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And if he's faster than me, that makes sense. But him beating me at basketball and me running faster than him, those, those broke the norm and neither of us were okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Basketball how's, how's, is definitely an area where it's- I was going to say, how's the, how's the basketball competitions going after that? We've been we've been rained out so much as of late. We want to get back to the courts, yeah. but it's it's very wet in Vancouver right now. It's not. We're not too different here either, to be honest. Craig, have you got something you want to follow up on? No, no. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a brotherly competition. Uh, never never goes astray. It'll, it'll help you get that little like little extra couple of percentages, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like one of these days we need to we need to pick the same goal and then just compete against each other after we've both trained and then that will really have some uh, that'll really have some sore feelings. 
Well, I, I was going to say, I was going to chat you off air. I had, I did have, a, I did have an idea for you off air that maybe you might work on. <laughs> I'm trying to convince, it. I'm trying to convince him to to do it now. Like, so I, I've been doing jujitsu for a long time. I'm trying to convince Craig. Craig's been a rugby player for the best part of 20 years as well. Wow. Yeah, like I, I mean, I played as well, but I'm a bit older than Craig and have since not been playing. I've since retired. But Craig, this will be his first year off from playing. So I'm like, all right, well, come and do this. Come and do something new. Get in, get in. It's still physical. It's still still something different. And I was, I was, I was oh, it'd be interesting to see what these guys would do if if they did like a 60 day thing or something like that. I'd, it's something that I think it'd be, uh, yeah, maybe that's just my own uh, my own melon. But uh, it's something that I'd love to see you guys do just out of you know because I've seen a few people do them and it's I it's it's I find it fascinating. I just find it fascinating. Would, would we fight at the end? Do you fight? Like, oh, you could, yeah. yeah. Well, you could. That's yeah. how it works. I yeah. don't know much about jujitsu, but that would be sick. That's how it would work. <laughs> it's yeah. If you're both at, you're both novices, and you, you do that sixty days of training, and at the end, a little roll That's together. Right there, dog. This might be That's one of those content. examples where the uh, where the partners veto the idea. Sixty days to a cage death match. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking how like I'm worried that that might like trigger some like some like you know repressed memories from when we were like genuinely fighting as children, <laughs> and then it's just it just all comes back. Yeah, well, it's one of the things. It's, it goes to me. It goes back to that resilient side of things, which is why why I enjoy it because it's you know there's always someone in their room who is smaller than you, who's better than you. And then there's someone in the room who's bigger than you, who just squashes you. And like, it's, it's just a resilience, um, doing something that you're always getting challenged on ongoing. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy it. And, and I'm trying to get Craig into it, as I said, but, uh, it'd be one that I, I was planning to throw out afterwards. Like, oh, it's something that I'd, I'd like to see how these guys go if they did something like that. Cause it's, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great sport. I love it personally, but that, that was going to be one of the things I was going to say. That sounds cool. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. It's a good idea. Because <laughs> you're both in the same city now. You both in yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, same city. Oh, yeah. there you go. You could. We you are. Could, you can. You know. You can train together. Do it together. Oh, we fall right into the same weight class. Yeah. Well, there you go. As well. Even better. Even better. We're well, we're pretty. Craig and I are pretty similar. But I think I've got. I've got about six years' experience on him. So he came. He came uh, to his first session in a while, and uh, I just sort of smushed him out, and he. He got very tired very quickly. So, but it's a, it's a good one. But on that note, are you able to share certain things that maybe, you know, on the horizon or different plans that you might have for, for the channel or, or different goals or challenges you might be looking to do? Well, uh, right now we're in the midst of like wrapping up a number of videos, it feels like. So we should hopefully have a yeah. lot coming out in the next like few weeks. Um, I will say like, uh, the one I'm just finishing up right now was I tried doing the, uh, the four day work week for 30 days, which really didn't wind up being like, it's called the four day work week, but it's basically a reduced hours. So I was kind of doing, uh, Monday through Friday, but Friday would be a half day of work. Um, and just basically what I found through the research was a lot of employees and offices found they took the extra half day off and they were actually more efficient. They're better rested. They found ways to just reduce meeting times and to, to get their work done in a faster format. Um, so I'm basically finishing the last like week and a half doing Craig, that. And we'll Craig see might be able to add on to that a little bit because Craig does a essentially a four-day work week. Oh. How's, how's life for that, Craig? <laughs> oh, well, it's a bit of a mix. It's a bit of a mix. We're, we've got young kids at home, so I feel like it always ends up being a slightly more of a work week. <laughs> Both ends. And uh, how about yourself, Cam? Anything that you've got coming out or you that you've yeah, happy to share? Yeah, yeah, 
Um, right now, like in the next couple of days, I'm posting a video where I did uh, 30 days without sugar. So that one's coming out. Um, should be a fun video. And then I'm, I'm in the middle of working on some some fitness goals. Uh, I don't know if you watched the the weighted vest video that Brennan did. But yes. He did more pull up. He did more pull ups than me with a weighted vest on, and me without a weighted vest. So um, I'm responding to that uh, shame that I experienced, and I'm working <laughs> on my pull ups for a video that's coming up. So yeah, some some more fitness content in the future, but the immediate ones, the sugar one that's coming out. The brotherly, uh, the brotherly competition kicking in there. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't let that one just live as it was. I gotta, I gotta improve on that. Just one thing, because you both just mentioned it there. How many things do you have going on at the same time? Like you said, oh, we've got a few different things coming out. Like, how do you have? Like, how do you manage? I suppose with no sugar, it's just all right. Well, I've just got to make sure I eat no sugar. But you've still got to film it. You've still got to do all that content around it. How many different yeah. challenges do you typically have going on at? one time if you don't mind me prying into the back end yeah um i would say on average it's usually two um there's some there's some times and i think this will happen for me in the next week and a half where i'm wrapping up one fitness goal but i will also be starting a second one so there will usually be a little bit of a uh, little bit of a flip there where yeah the where those two will overlap so that'll be three going on at once but those those are that's pretty much the max. Um, and for that one, it's just adding in a different type of workout. Yeah. Like I remember watching one of them where you were, uh, where you were talking about planning your workouts. I'm like, man, that's, you had like a morning workout and then you had your, your day and then you had the afternoon workout. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty intense. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that you, you're able to juggle everything and get everything done. So it's a, it's a real, um, a real sort of feather in your cap, I suppose, or kudos to you guys for, for able to go through with, the amount of stuff that you do and it's yeah for me i, I really enjoy it i've been enjoying it for a long time so thank you thank you both uh craig anything else you want to ask before we before we sign off for the boys no i think it's uh i think it's great keep pushing yourselves uh keep uh taking up interesting challenges and uh yeah i think everyone will be be the better for seeing that uh two two regular guys can do it so why can't everyone else now for anyone listening if they want to um you know, what's the best way? Is it YouTube? Are you also on Instagram? What's what's sort of the best way to to get into everything that you guys are about? Yeah, I would say mainly YouTube. Like we're we're pretty tried and true, just uh, posting stuff on YouTube. If you want to reach out and get in touch, like we do have an Instagram. It's uh, just Gold Guys Insta. Um, but yeah, mainly 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 on YouTube. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for carting out a bit of time in your busy life days, your busy schedules, and uh, really appreciate it. Everyone listening, thank you again. Another episode of Bro Science, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort. 
so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you or you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.